Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Help! Boom, 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 boom. Come on! Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, happy Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. There we are. I um, have a funny little story okay. that I can tell now, and then we can move on. Uh, but <laughs> this we, were planning, we were planning an outing at Northern Chicken, which we did yesterday. Yeah. And the original date, because I saw it when I was down in PV last week when Grant retweeted the post about them closing and last week. Blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah. So um, I, had, I got a text from Mel from Dark Side of the Grill. Follow him on Instagram. A local sort of barbecue extraordinaire. Yeah. And he's like, we got to go. We got to go. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. How does Wednesday look? And Grant texts back with, well, it's Valentine's Day. I probably should (laughs) spend that with my new bride. (laughs) And we're like, oh, that's right. You haven't destroyed that. Your wife would be upset if you went out. (laughs) No, no, it's over. Valentine's Day is not a thing. Actually, we don't really do anything for Valentine's Day, but we're, um, I think, looking after the nephew. Like, so our sister-in-law but can go out. it's still a yeah. day yeah, yeah, yeah. in your life. Where, it's a where day it's, where... If you're 10 years into your relationship, 20 years <laughs> into your relationship, it might not be a day anymore. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, anyway. I just thought it was funny. We were like, oh, that's right. He's new. This is new. Yesterday, we teased this, and we played a little bit of it. Yeah. And, um, well, I want to play the whole song. Are you guys okay with it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, the new album's coming out in April. If you're curious, you might want to look into details on that. The name of the album is the name of the first single, Dark Matter. And the only dates from the tour that they announced yesterday are in May in Vancouver. So if you're a big enough Pearl Jam fan, you might want to make your way to PJ or to Vancouver to see PJ. Welcome to the locker room. Okay, you're going to make fun of me. (laughs) But I am actually disappointed. I don't want to talk about this. Let's just move on. Is this the Katy Perry leaving oh, American on. Idol thing? Come on, you've got to be upset. <laughs> I'll be honest, I have not seen a single episode with her. <laughs> the last I, time I, I watched it, it was still Paula Abdul the last time I watched American I Idol. I think I've seen one or two, and it was at his at Locke's house. <laughs> I have watched every season. <laughs> every episode. For years. You've, for cried, years you've cried in the finale. This, okay, give me some credit. This is the only reality TV I watch. It's kind of amazing that this one's still around too. Yeah, it's like it's, 300 years. I yeah, think. it's surviving. I remember, like when Kelly Clarkson won the first one, that was a long time ago. Now it was early 2000s, I think. Yeah, it? and it is still going strong. And I know you're quite disappointed, but you still got Lionel Richie though, isn't he on the panel? You know what? Okay, here's the thing. When they first started, they kind of mixed up the the template. Yeah. The, the the idea of what the judging panel was. Okay. Because they always had an a-hole in it. It was right? Simon Cowell. Yeah. And then there'd be Paul Abdul. And yeah. then you'd have um, Randy. And then, and then you'd have, like, you'd have the Dick Deer thing, right? Yeah. Um, but they that, all had different roles. But then they threw Katy Perry, Luke Bryan, and Lionel Richie in, and all three of them are just nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
okay? Yeah. And I was like, oh, this this isn't going to work. This isn't going to have any legs. But for whatever reason, they're all three of them are so likable. Okay. That it just worked. I I thought they had really good chemistry. It was fun to watch them. And, I, and you're going to miss Katy Perry? <laughs> I'm sure she's going to be hard to replace. I've told the story the one time I saw Katy Perry in concert. It was at Warp Tour in the park. What? In the you par- saw her first big tour. This was She was just a side stage at Warp Tour. This song had just come out. And she was playing like a, literally a side stage Warp Tour parking lot in Saskatoon. And you had the T-shirts she she sold on that one, one yeah. of her first tours. It's a Katy Maybe. Perry. Katy Perry slept on my couch last night. I yeah. remember those shirts. Yeah, if you have yeah. that shirt, you could probably sell that on I, eBay and make a lot of money. All I knew of it was this one song. Like I didn't really know anything, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I bet you they blow the whole thing up. Yeah, right. Because I don't know. I don't know if Luke and Lionel are going to want to do it without Katie. <laughs> they need someone else. <laughs> they need a stronger because they're both kind of vanilla, aren't they? They're, well, I don't. Bring Paula I'm back. Gonna, I'm not going to try to explain this yeah. show to you. We've already talked Bring about Paula. it. Bring Paula. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. She hugged everybody. Sass Jordan. She was good on Canadian Idol. Sass Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the show's back on Sunday. <laughs> They make dreams come true. They make dreams come true. The Locker Room, only on Cruise. That man right there is Grant Johnson, also known as the Study King. So the study is why drinking coffee can make you happier. They said exploring the relationship between happiness and your favorite cup of coffee. So coffee makes you happier. That is a scientific fact. And they were looking at the reason <laughs> they were looking at the reasons why why does coffee make you happier? Other than just the, the boost from caffeine. Like that's obvious. Okay. Yeah. Um so they were looking at reasons they said the smell of coffee. Oh just awesome. the aroma that coffee has. It's a unique smell. And <sighs> even the smell can wake you up. And science says a study shows smelling your morning coffee wakes you up, makes you feel less stressed in the morning. Just the smell of it okay. brewing. It's a big thing for me. Oh yeah. That's just smell of coffee, fresh a fresh pot. I'm usually the first one up, but mm-hmm. I'd like nothing more. Than visiting someplace, oh yeah, and smelling coffee brewing in the kitchen when you walk into a, a place. I get up, yeah, right. Um, the best coffee can increase your feelings of optimism. Um, so they have linked coffee drinking to being being optimistic in life. I'm um, optimistic. It can protect the consumer from depression. It's a temporary mood lift. Um, and it contributes to long-term emotional resilience. And then they said coffee, yeah, can also boost your your mood. Okay. So it's a, um, coffee consumers are 20% less likely to experience depression. Really? And that's because coffee elevates dopamine levels in your brain. Okay. So okay. there you go. So, so hey, go get a coffee, Lux. I got one. Um, I don't know why people don't. And I, not only that. I, I get... The the only re- time coffee makes me depressed is when I think about people who don't drink coffee. I feel depressed <laughs> for them because well, they don't get that moment of joy. Can I say this? Because I I live with someone with acid reflux. Oh yeah. And if you've have that and that yeah. is that is impacting your life. But I see. I feel <sighs> sorry yeah. for her because like literally that moment when I get to work because I don't drink my coffee until I get to work. 
I sit down, log into my computer, and then that first sip is like My wife will heaven. come downstairs when I'm making coffee, yeah. and she'll just put her face over my cup. <laughs> she misses. So she doesn't drink it at all, hey? No. Is she a tea drinker? Yeah, she drinks oh, yeah. tea. She's a big yeah, fan of like green teas and herbal teas and stuff like that, which I think are just, just complete oh. waste of time. But Yeah, me too. Yeah. I get mad at tea. I, I just irrationally angry about tea. I don't know. It's kind of a problem. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Um, I was reading, and I don't know why this is yeah. even, even a thing, but I was reading that he talks about coffee like it is keeping him alive. Oh, yeah. Like, it, like, well, this he's is, sober as well. He's sober and right? he's like, he's, this is the last thing has. I have. Yeah. You're not taking this away from me. I wouldn't be able to do what I do. I wouldn't be able to get, like, he gets, like, unruly. I got mad at Jimmy. Remember when Jimmy decided he was going to cut out coffee for two weeks randomly? Just decided he didn't want coffee anymore? I'm still angry at him for drinking instant coffee. Yeah, that's right? like, a whole other level of psychotic. But <laughs> The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. We met this guy last year, and he's a very interesting duck. His name is Mel. He goes by Dark Side of the Grill. If you follow him on Instagram, you'll see a, well, a worldwide odyssey. <laughs> He's a unique individual. He's one of the best barbecuers out there. He travels the globe. And he's right here from Edmonton. Yeah. And um, I think he's off to New Zealand, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's off In a couple days. Some big barbecue festival. Last year, we hooked up with him like once every couple of weeks. We did these barbecue tips. This year, we're talking about maybe doing um, a cooking show with him called Grease Fire with Aaron from Meat. Anyway... Last night, we a group of us went to Northern Chicken. They're closing down this week. So we wanted to go down, have one last sort of hurrah at Northern Chicken. If you go, by the way, just some advice, go a bit early and plan to stick around. Grab a couple of beers because they're getting slammed. Yeah, everyone right? wants that delicious chicken before you can never get it again. Yeah. Order the chicken early as soon as you get there. If you don't have patience, don't don't go mm-hmm. right because they're they're busy as snot right now. So um, it's going to take some time for you to get your meal, and it's yeah. well worth it. It's, oh yeah, right. They're going away, and it's it's a sad loss to the, to the restaurant community here in Edmonton. So we went just before Mel got there. Grant and I are like, let's mess with them. Let's let's see if we can screw with that. Mel. Doesn't sound. This like is a man guys. who loves barbecue. <laughs> and meat. <laughs> so we got a video. Um, play it, Jimmy. I'm going to get the, um, where is it? The vegetarian Got his reaction. Did you see how angry he was? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, his reaction was perfect. And it was immediate. Perfect reaction. As if soon as the ever, words left your mouth. If you're ever with Mel, never order anything gluten-free or, or vegan. vegetarian or vegan. Yeah. yeah. The locker room. So this was announced yesterday, and I will be honest with you. I, I'm I'm not I'm not naive. I realize that this is a big gap. That this that this is a legitimate headliner, it's a huge name for the yeah. folk fest. I also want to say out loud that I love the folk fest. It's one of my favorite things about summer is folk fest. Oh, 
best weekend. It's such a great event. It is. Joining all the hippies on the hill, and 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 it's just it's so good. Mm-hmm. It, it's so great, great. So good. Yeah. On so many levels. It's one of my favorite things about Edmonton is the Edmonton Folk Fest. And the thing about it for me too is the diversity, right? And mm-hmm. I'm I'm a big blues fan. Yeah. So I will always be happy with a couple of artists, and guaranteed every year. Um, whenever we see the lineup, there's three, four bands that I definitely want to see. A couple years ago, Larkin Poe blew the doors oh off the Oh, my bus. God. Yeah. So good. Uh, Nathaniel Greatliff. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm a big fan of that, that festival because I'm a music fan, mm-hmm. right? And, um, and, and if you haven't gone because you think it's something, you, you should go. Because it's you'll fee, you'll find stuff you didn't even know you liked. Yeah, that's 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 how, what it is. You spend you spend the whole weekend just wandering around, going to stages, finding things. Like people talk about yeah. this festival around North America as one of the 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 more interesting curated mm-hmm. festivals, and it's not just for adults. You can bring the kids. It's a whole family it's thing. Awesome. It's, <laughs> Jimmy, hey, just saying. It's for the full whole family. Jimmy. Uh, anyway, so they announced Robert Plant and Allison Krauss, and and I listen. I got a couple of texts yesterday because people know my thoughts on Robert Plant. Now, this is my warning to you: if you're a big Led Zeppelin fan like I am, and mm-hmm. that piqued your interest. You are not going to get Led Zeppelin if you go see Robert Plant. Yeah, that's, that was that's got to be made clear. This is not Led Zeppelin, Robert Plant. This is no, 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 no. It solo is, artist. I mean, if you know who Alison Krauss is, this is something very, very different. So, and and I've talked about this in the past. My anger for Robert Plant has nothing to do with the music that he's making now. Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with him ignoring his past, right? Um, I am so angry that he has neglected to revitalize Mm -hmm. what is essentially the greatest rock and roll band of all time. Mm. Um, And so I made the mistake years ago when I was living in Winnipeg and, and I went and what I saw bothered me so much that I left (laughs) I lasted, I think, four or five songs, and then he came out and he did like a world beat version of Black Dog, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't do this, <laughs> and I got up and, and I left. He has completely, completely think about for, for signed him, off on his past. He's he's been a solo artist longer than he was ever in Led Zeppelin, right? Like they broke up in 1980. You're not going to convince me that what he's doing now is a good idea. <laughs> I'm just saying that. I'm sure he has. Fans. I'm just saying that he's lived a longer life as a solo artist than he has as as Led Zeppelin. Correct. So for he's him, Robert Plant. From I know, Led but Zeppelin. I'm just saying it was a long time ago for him. And sometimes those guys get like, "Don't define me by what I did." Well, that's exactly what yeah. he's. And I, and I understand the one thing that I kind of agree with him on with Led Zeppelin was, and I think. The whole band was wildly impacted by the death of John Bonham. They couldn't continue on without without him, I don't think. And 
and and you know what? Like every once in a while, you will have a band where yeah. oddly one member defines the band. Mm-hmm. All the all the members of the band working together do what they do, create what they create, and it is amazing, yeah. right? But there's sometimes one guy in the band that, for whatever reason, the way that guy was dropped on his head as a kid just sort of established what I, he is as a, as a musician. I don't think, a, and John I don't Bonham, think ACDC could go on without Angus Young. No, 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 no. There's yeah. no way. That band's done they, without Angus. Yeah. And so that's one thing that I kind of agree with. So you're warning... You, you yeah. can't replace John Bonham. It, but, it, it, it's, it's impossible, but you could have done a few more damn shows... <laughs> In 2010, yeah. so that I could have gone when I canceled my trip to London. Yeah. So my anger for Robert That's... Plant is based on, anyway. Dean would like to correct you. Um, Helix is the greatest rock and roll band of all time. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> R-O-C-K. <laughs> Welcome to the locker room. This is a bit of a warning if you're like me. When you're phoning companies. Okay. Okay. Now, I've been aware for a long time that if you're on the phone with somebody, Mm -hmm. say a telephone company or a cable company, they're recording your call. Yeah. And they usually they have a little message like, yeah, this call is being recorded. I think a lot of businesses do that for quality assurance. This call will be recorded. Um, And... And there are moments where I have gotten off the phone and regretted how I was. How you spoke to that person? And I'm pretty sure that there's probably a handful of companies in this country that have recordings of me that they use to train people. Here's what to do if you you deal with someone like this and how to handle them, what to say, what not to say. (laughs) Yeah. Because the thing is, like with with calls like that, they're not allowed to hang up on you. It's that's a definite no no. Like I've worked in call centers and stuff for years, that's, and you that's it, not a rule anymore. Oh, it used it. It's you not a rule. Trouble. You missed last week when Jimmy was trying to deny that he ever he ever scammed people over the phone. <laughs> No, I never said that. I, I was just saying not all the companies I worked for were scams. Just that one major one. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway. So where was I? Talking about um, they're recording you and they're using you for training. Okay. So here's the thing. They tell you they're using, they're recording the phone calls. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think probably what ended up happening was... They were probably recording for a while until somebody got into trouble. Right. And then it got it got out and then companies best practices, legal issues, whatever. Then they said in your messaging, if you're gonna record these people, you need to tell them that you're recording them. Mm. Okay. I was on the phone, and I, I we don't need to get into what the company was, but this was just before I went away on vacation. And the recording it it said something different. The pre-record that warns you that the recording said, not only are we recording you when we're talking to you, yeah, but we're recording you while you're on hold. <laughs> Why do they need to do that? I don't know. See, that's a little that, that's a little frightening because lots of times, like you'll get put on hold and it's going to take a while, so you just leave it on speakerphone. 
and you set your phone down and you go about your day and you hear the music playing and then you can go over to your phone when you hear them pick up. So if they're recording you that whole time, I mean, that's a lot of audio of you just wandering around the house saying things Dude. to your family. Or Dude, okay, I am awful TV. to some of these companies. Yeah. I am they're noticeably worse when I'm on hold. <laughs> Like, remarkably worse. <laughs> They're going to start blackmailing you. But, but the, th- the thing is, like, why they record when you're on hold isn't as much for what you're saying. It's how long you're on hold because it's because for customer service. I'm so the, glad the we represent- got an expert in this today. Did, did you, you know that? The, the, did you have the, any idea that the, they were recording all these? Yes. He will I defend was, the call centers until the I day is, he dies. This is brand quali- new. I was quality control at, at, at a previous call So you center. recorded people, though, that were on hold? We recorded so the you, call as long as the call was going. Do you understand if, what I'm saying? They're recording you when you're on hold now. So you pick up the phone, you dial the number, and it the, the, the machine comes on and it tells you to press this number, one. Okay? Now you're on hold waiting for somebody. They're recording you. Okay, that I didn't know. Okay, that's the point that's of this conversation. I thought, that's, like, if it was like, like, when they put you on hold yes. to go deal with something yeah. and come back, that's uh, they do. I knew I they recorded no that. I had no idea they were doing that. Yeah, like it's zero idea, and 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 this is the first time I've heard it, and I have a feeling that they've been doing it for a while. Somebody got they just caught, got caught, and now these company and this it, this was a big company mm-hmm. that got. That, that this message was on. This is the first time I've ever heard it, and I bet you it's been a practice for a long time. Probably, yeah. So now most companies are probably going to have to change their messages to indicate if they are, in fact, recording. the. Because I have a feeling that the way these things are set up is that they're not as simple as just, okay, we're answering the phone, we're recording now. Mm-hmm. No, as soon as you hit on hold, they're recording that line, that whole line. Yeah, probably. It's probably been going on for a long time. Yeah. I have said some horrible things. <laughs> well, like I said, hold. they're going to start blackmailing you. <laughs> it's a warning, people. Like, honestly, I think, he, is there a mute? There's got to be. You, I think that what everybody should start doing is, until they answer, you just you should put your phone on mute. Yeah. That's got to be a practice. Not a bad Maybe. idea. Anyway. Warning, everybody. They're recording you. The whole call. <laughs> the Locker Room presents The Grant Report. Now, Grant Johnson. It's so nice when our city does things to protect us, when they go out of their way to make rules for our safety. Big Brother is looking out for us. That's why I was so excited about the new City of Edmonton bylaw, which will ban spitting in public and biking on grass. You know that grass that they never mow? They don't want your bikes on it anymore. Oh, they're also increasing the fine for drinking alcohol in public to $250. How much time and money have they spent in the last three years researching whether or not we can have a beer in a park? And then they say, okay, you can drink a beer as long as it's an approved brand by the city in these three places in the park. But if you now drink outside of the approved zone, $250 fine. How dare you? Oh, and in the new bylaw, if your kid draws on the sidewalk with sidewalk chalk at the playground, $250 fine. No. It's going to take a while for your kid to pay off that fine with their tooth fairy money. 
My favorite is the $250 fine for biking on the grass in a park, though, because the cycling community, they are loud and they are proud, and I can't believe city council would risk upsetting them. (laughs) Did we somehow accidentally elect the city council from Tabor? Will I be forced to pray to the corn cob cob god every night before bed? There's only one way to settle this one. Dance off between Jimmy and Mayor Sori. We need Kevin Bacon to come and free us, and then we can dance freely. And with this dance off, if Sori wins, he can ban everything fun. If Jimmy wins, we will once again dance freely in the streets. Start practicing, Jimmy. The Grant Report is brought to you by our merchandise. Get your lover exactly what they want this Valentine's Day. A Cinnamon Jimmy (laughs) t-shirt. Text us now to get yours. Time now for another four from Jimmy Sheetal on the locker room. Valentine's Day is a time to show your love. A love that sometimes is pure as a dove. It is sometimes showed with something sweet. Add some flowers to make the gift complete. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is a tie that can bind. A symbol of love is Cupid. A relationship can be undisputed. Show your affection with a kiss. A nice way to show your bliss. When you love someone very much, you can show them with a simple touch. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone, and may this year may this year not have to be redone. Like this poem. <laughs> that was a horrible line. <laughs> well, this deserves a bit of an awe, though, no? <laughs> yeah. Aww. Okay. Good go. job there, Jimmy Sheets himself. The locker room only on cruise. I don't know the whole Taylor Swift. Kanye West dispute. It had something to do with him jumping up on an award show. She won an award. She was giving her speech. He jumped on and was like, hold on. I'll let you finish. But I think he said Beyonce should have won this out. This, this one. Yeah. Something like that. That's where it started. And then it kind of spiraled, spiraled from there. And then has he there got been on other the episodes? With, he got on the phone with her at one point to apologize, but he was actually recording her. And then he used her voice in his songs or something. Uh, and he like used a fake Taylor Swift in his video. Yeah. Okay. That this is all coming together just, for he, me. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> first off. The Taylor Swift conversation's interesting right now because I can kind I kind of understand where people would be annoyed, sports fans particularly. Right, stop showing her or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is minimal, yeah. but like I think they said, it was like fifty seconds total that she was on screen for. I'm, I'm, Just felt like a lot when you were watching. I'm kind of annoyed by her as well. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be honest. I, like I'm like, why? Why are we doing this? <laughs> right. So I get it. I kind of get it from both sides. Let it go. It's. It's it's 53 seconds of a game. Mm-hmm. We watched her chug a beer. Who cares? She obviously has had an impact on people watching the game. Yeah. Because it was the second most watched television event of all time on yeah. Sunday. And Just I, below Apollo 11 land, uh, moon landing. I think that has a little bit to do with Taylor Swift. No? She plays a part in it. There's interest from people who weren't interested before. 
We'll say that. Okay. So, yeah. and now you got all the Swifties on board, Swifters or whatever the hell they're called, and they're watching football because they're now cheering for Travis Kelsey. Okay. Mm-hmm. Plus, there was a lot of like the prop bets, like like Grant Which was talking Taylor about Swift. with Taylor Swift. Are they going to get engaged? There's and, always prop bets, but apparently this year it was out of hand. Even more, yeah. yeah. It was out of hand, and so here's here's the thing that I, I want to just say out loud. I give her credit for this. This is a gangster move. Yeah. She had Kanye West removed from the Super Bowl. The story is that that he was trying to outdo her. So he bought tickets right in front of her at the Super Bowl. Like the box right in front of her so that he would be on screen every time. Um, and then she got he was him. He going to photobomb her. And yeah. She got wind of it. Yeah. Somehow. And she got on the phone and made a couple of calls, and then and he had him removed. Had Kanye West? He, he wasn't removed. even allowed in the stadium. <laughs> Are you okay with that? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, yeah, because I He's I been was kind of mean to her, so that's that's, that's a good move. Pretty, I, I got no pretty, sympathy for. It's pretty Kanye. aggressive, no? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm with Grant. I'm okay with it. He's been a dick. Yeah, like I, I'm not a fan I, of Taylor Swift, no... and this isn't me supporting her. But when I read that story, I was like, "Good for you. You know, you know, you have some yank. Yeah. So go yank it. Look at you. You found the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. Our young man, Grant Johnson, growing up in Norfolk, Saskatchewan. <laughs> Before he even knew about the birds and the bees, he dreamed about becoming a fast food insider. (laughs) That dream came true, came to fruition right here on the locker room. Fast food was always special to me because we only got it once a year. Like once a year we'd go to Yorkton. Once a year we'd go to Yorkton and get like (laughs) McDonald's. That was it. Um, (laughs) So Tim Hortons. You know what was big for me? I don't know why, but. And, and you've joked about it before, but every time you bring it up, I yeah. have wildly fond memories of Bonanza. Oh, I love Bonanza. To this we, that day. That was like a, if we were out with a hockey team, if we went to Yorkton yes. or Regina with the hockey team, we'd, we'd go to Bonanza. We'd always hit the Bonanza. Yeah. yeah. Bonanza was would, great. Like they had the huge salad bar with I all this so stuff. I so sick in a Bonanza one time, too. <laughs> Filled the sink. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, had a I had a wooden leg, right? Like yeah, you I just was spill. I grew from when I was like eleven or twelve. I grew like six inches. My feet went from size eight to size yeah. twelve. I was just like I you could not you could not put enough food in my food hole. Yeah, it was just constant. So right around that time is when I started playing like high school sports and everything like that. Mm-hmm. This is when you're six foot stupid. They're like, "Hey, can you dribble a ball?" <laughs> so I played volleyball. I played basketball. And so when we went on the roads, that was and I was small town kid too. Yeah. So I'd never seen anything like it. I'm like, "This is all. This what? is this amazing. Is I just eat as much as I want. Oh yeah, yeah. just slaughtered the those ice buffets. cream machine. Yeah. yeah. Like I had my mouth under it. <laughs> <laughs> I was the same way. Like I used to eat like a. When mom I used still to call, have fond memories of yeah, buffets. Yeah. My mom used to call me a human garburator because I would just eat everything. You're still that way, Jimmy. <laughs> you will eat anything and everything. But, but I don't eat as much as I used uh, to. So this news is Tim Hortons and A and W have revealed new items on the menus. I saw this yesterday, actually. That uh, Tim Hortons has a sweet chili chicken loaded wrap and a loaded bowl as well on their lunch and dinner <sighs> that menu. Sounds good. It looks good. 
Um, you know, I really like the crispy habanero chicken wraps that they added on their menu. I do the wraps. Those, those are quite good. And so I got high hopes for the sweet chili chicken. Um, they are saying pair those up with the fudge brownie iced latte that they've introduced as well Hello. on the menu. Which is I don't do the bowls. Do you do the bowls? I'm no. not a bowl guy. Like I, I, I don't mind a bowl, but um, usually I don't do the bowls I'm, at Subway. Usually, or... if I'm hitting like a Tim's for lunch, I want something I can hold while I'm yeah. driving. Right? And yeah. It's hard to <laughs> chopsticks and cuteness. So it's very similar. I want, <laughs> I want, I want to be able to. The transfer to my mouth needs to be it, clean. Yeah, cleanish. And then at A and W, they have introduced um, the spicy peri peri buddy burger. You can get chicken or beef or potato patty, huh. and uh, that one is a menu hack. That's a that's an insider. What's that? Help the, me out the here. Potato pack, potato uh, sorry, potato patty is a hack. A lot of people don't know that you can do that at A and W. Okay, I have yeah. never heard of this. You so instead of to, instead of a uh, instead of the meat, you get the potato. It's like a potato patty. Yeah. Okay. I've never tried it for obvious reasons, but <laughs> that is a thing. So yeah, the Perry Perry um, spicy Perry Perry Buddy Burgers new at A and W over there. So look at that doing good things. Write it down from your fast food insider, Grant Johnson. <laughs> And now, Nerd News with James P. White, the first. So there was a huge... So we were talking about the trailer yesterday for the... Uh, By the way, I just threw this Nerd News in just so that we could um, reinforce the fact that I was right again. <laughs> Is that the only reason why yeah. it's in here? Just yeah. like when I was right about Star Wars. When I kept saying it's Ray is Luke's daughter, she's <laughs> and not Luke's daughter. He had to eat that one. No, <laughs> when she, she takes his name. She at the takes end his name, but yeah, she was she was had, actually Palpatine's to, granddaughter. He had to eat that but, one, and now no, he's going to eat this one. No, I don't have to eat that one. You're wrong. She just took his name. But <laughs> Deadpool and Wolverine, the trailer actually broke records on the amount of viewership. Yeah, in one day, it's it's the most watched trailer of all time, or something like that. Yeah, twenty four hours. Yeah. There was over three hundred and sixty five million <laughs> well, views. It, like Ryan Reynolds, his his social media game is so strong. Yeah, he gets so much attention for everything he does, and even when he put out this. Because his wife was at the Super Bowl with Taylor Swift, right? Okay. And they were hugging the whole game, Blake Lively. And so he puts out this trailer, and then he goes, has anyone seen my wife, by the way? Like, <laughs> just gets that little bit extra attention drawn towards it. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, he, he is unbelievable. He's just such a great marketer. But the, the comment I made yesterday after I... Um, proved that I was right about him making fun of the entire multiverse and Marvel and all that. And that's kind of come out in the trailer that that's, he's poking fun at it. Um, I said, this is going to be the biggest movie of the year. And you kind of went, <laughs> you kind of get a little bit of a scoff. It's his back. A little bit, but I'm not, I'm not dis, I wasn't disagreeing with you because it's, you know, there's some Star this Wars stuff be the, coming out. This is going to be the biggest movie of 2024. Yeah, I'd say Hands so. Hands down. I don't Deadpool know what else is coming Wolverine. out. Yeah, but I think everybody on the planet is going to see this. It, does it do well outside of North America? Yeah, I don't these even movies know. are big everywhere. Are they? Yeah. Okay. What about the, like, the Chinese market, because that's that's got to be huge. Yeah, I them. think that's anything superhero. I think does well in, in, in China, and so it's gonna be either this or the new Twister. That's the biggest movies well, of the year. Well, okay, I cor- I'm I think, stand yeah. corrected. It's gonna be the new Twister. Do you think it's gonna be bigger than Barbie was last year? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand the Barbie thing, right? Because it was also a kid's thing. But this, this, well, is there a big kid's movie coming out this year? Uh, if you could call Ghostbusters a kid's movie, I mean, that's coming that's out. That's kind of, yeah. Uh, I don't think that touches Deadpool. No. No. That's, that's interesting. We got Twister and a Ghostbusters. And a Mad Max movie. And a new Mad Max movie. That's yeah, right, Furiosa, too. new Planet of the Apes movie. What year is it? <laughs> <laughs> I got to get my Don Johnson outfit out again. I want you to watch Bag Milk. What a game last night. What a third period bagged milk. We were just talking about McDavid and his six assists last night. <laughs> Pretty wild, eh? Yeah, it's every time you think you've seen him do everything that there is to do, he goes and puts out a performance. First time, it's the second time he's got six points in a game, but the first time they've all been assists. So just a wild, wild game last night against the Red Wings. I mean, the Oilers had two separate two-goal leads. They blew them. It was 3-3 tie going to the third, and then five goals in the third period. It's just (laughs) a wild way to finish up. Yeah, it was also his uh, 600th assist of his career. He got last night. He oh, got okay. To that point. Um, yeah, six hundred and sixteen so. games played to get the six hundred assists. It's he is an absolute stud in every sense of the word. But it's one of those ones where they show the graphic on screen, right? Connor McDavid, six hundred to six, and his six hundred sixteenth game. And you go, man, that's pretty awesome. And then they flash over a little bit to Wayne Gretzky yeah. being like six hundred assists in twelve minutes, and you go, oh my god, how did this happen? You know what's interesting about that um, is. You bring up Gretzky, the Evander Kane. By the way, before we get into the the record that he broke uh, the other night, that seventh goal that Kane scored, the setup for McDavid was just yeah disgusting. Oh, it's stupid. He was on his knees. It was that. If you haven't seen the highlights, if you missed the third period like I did, and and you haven't seen that, you got to go watch that the third period highlights. Unbelievable. Evander Kane becomes the fastest player in Edmonton Oilers history to score five hat tricks. That really surprised me. Is is that one of those stats where once it it landed, everybody went, "Hold on, what?" One thirty yeah, for Kane. One hundred thirty six games for for Gretzky. Yeah, one hundred percent. Even just he's had ten career hat tricks total. Five of them came in the you know handful of seasons he's been with the Oilers. I mean, he's fit in really well here in yeah. terms of what he's produced. And I know some of the, the the spreadsheet society they don't necessarily like his underlying numbers, <laughs> but the reality is is Kane's been a streaky scorer since he's got here, and right now he's on a little bit of a heater. Picked up a goal last night, like you said, that assist from McDavid was just ridiculous. He got the hat trick the other night for his fifth, and uh, it's one of those stats where you go, really. Fastest to five hat tricks is Evander Kane, huh? All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, while we're on the record thing, one more to throw out there is that to, when they play the Blues, the Oilers play the Blues tomorrow, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins will tie Mark Messier for most games in an Oiler jersey. I'll get out of here. So, okay. Yeah, he's got a stat right. there. Like on the list. I don't know what spot that is on the list, but. Third. Third. Hell wow. Yeah. Third. Yeah. yeah, behind Ryan Smith and Glenn Anderson. So like, there's or uh, Kevin Lowe, I should say. Um, so yeah, our our man has uh, he's grown up into a real live boy. <laughs> I still think of him as like a 
kid, too. Like, well, I like the fact that the Oilers signed him and started playing him when he was nine. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> they really they really got behind him. They took a chance. They went outside the board. Yeah. They grabbed a nine-year-old. They threw him on the roster, and he's still it's here. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's really worked out. Thoughts on Drysaddle, Kane, and Perry line? Oh, my God. I love that line. They are a menace. And I say that in the best possible way. I, I just think that, like, I, I always wonder what Leon thinks, too, because he's not afraid to get in the mix and get no. into get into the shenanigans, but it's not often that he's with two guys on either side of him that not only do they like it, they love it. So Corey Perry, the first thing I noticed last night was the Oilers were kind of, they were in a lull last night and there's Corey Perry, the helmet's off and he's in the mix and he's yeah. grabbing people by the face and he's grabbing by the ears and I go... Yeah, that's Corey Perry, all right. He's been doing it for two decades. It's a lot more fun when he does it on our side than when he was doing it against the Oilers. But um, that line has been a lot of fun so far. And they are so annoying. And again, I say that in the best possible way. I got tennis elbow because every time uh, Nobbs throws that line out, I get up and I do this. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, sure. I'm a, sure yeah, that's my wife's like, sit down. Sit down. I'm like, Drysdale, Kane, and Perry are on. Go, go, go. Yeah. It's something. It's almost like something primal when they go out there because you know they there's the opportunity. One, they could score a goal. They've done it a handful of times so far since they've been put together. Or two, they're just going to go cause mayhem. They and just I'm, yeah. they cause like chaos the whole time they're out there. And sometimes it's not good chaos, but <laughs> it's it's fun to watch. What a great line! It's really fun to watch. And I mean, like the reality is, you need some of that in your lineup. The yeah. Oilers have always needed, you know, some guys who were jerks on the ice, and now it's funny that they have two of them and they stuck them on the same line. It's yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. So they made some big news recently announcing the NHL's returning to the Olympics. Very excited about that. But they also, um, Batman talked about this 2025 Four Nations face-off tournament. It's yeah, an in-season tournament. Is this kind of similar to like the NBA doing an in-season tournament? Is that is that what this is? I, well, personally, I, I don't know. I might be alone on this one because anytime I talk about it on podcasts or whatever, I get roasted because I think <laughs> this board team tournament is completely dumb. It is a money grab okay, in the good. middle of the season. They're, they're calling it a best on best, but how is it a best on best when there's only four teams playing? Yeah. You could put together, you know, maybe Germany doesn't have enough players to compete in this, but you want Leon Drysaddle. So maybe put a Europe team in there or something well, like that. And I know we're mad at Russia, but they still have some pretty great hockey players. <laughs> Well, the, the reality is it's hard to call it a best-on-best best tournament when some of the best players on earth are not allowed to play. So it's one of those ones where it's not like the NBA because at least those NBA tournament games, is, I found that weird too, but those actually counted for your season stats, those games that were within right. the NBA season tournament. This is just two weeks of fun and shenanigans for a handful of guys mm. will ever off the Cabo. So I personally don't get it. I'm going to watch it, of course, because what else am I going to do at that point? But <laughs> I just don't, I think it's kind of a cash grab and that's fine. Like go capitalism, I suppose, but yeah, I, I don't yeah. really understand. The point Some of, of these point. things are done from the betting side of it. Like, right. We don't have enough to gamble on. So let's create another we tournament. More. Yeah. We need more. <laughs> um, we'll get into this. And I, I always, I always, uh, I'm leery about jumping into these sports donkey waters, but we should have a quick conversation about the tread tread deadline coming up because Edmonton obviously is going to play an interesting role in a lot of conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also going to be interesting just to see what they're going to do. Last year, if you remember, when they picked up Matthias Ekholm, 
you know, his name was kind of out there as like, a, wouldn't that be cool if the Oilers could find a way to get this guy? But no one actually thought it was going to happen. Yeah. So this year, I'm probably more patient than I have been after seeing Uncle Ken pull off a massive trade like that last year. So is there opportunity to do that again? I don't know. Like, if you look at where they're at currently, but they're going to have about $2.37 million at the cap or under the cap at the deadline. So they can make a move here. And huh. if they want to take a bigger swing, you're going to have to move some salary out. Is that, you know, a lot of people have talked about, is it Cody Cece? Is it Brett Kulak? Is it Warren Fogle? Those guys that are kind of in that middle. Don't get almost, rid of McLovin. <laughs> I personally wouldn't either, but yeah. I'm just, I'm, hey, I'm just reporting the news here, Locke. Um, <laughs> they're going to have to give to get a little bit. So we're curious to see what they do. Would they get another scoring winger to play alongside Leon Drysaddle? I know we just talked about that line being a lot of fun, but if you could get a Jake Gensel, a proven 40 goal scorer, and stick him along alongside Leon Dreisaitl, that might be fun too. Would they go get a defensive upgrade on, I know everybody picks on Cody Cece, the poor guy just scored his first goal in 127 games, but everybody's picking on Cody Cece as the potential upgrade, so is that something they want to do? Are they going to go the the route of looking for somebody in net? It's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. We're less than a month out deadline. The Oilers have options. They have different needs. They don't have a whole lot of cap space, but they have more than they have had over the last couple of seasons. So it's going to be interesting. They've got holes to plug. It's just a matter of which ones they prioritize. I think their needs sort of aren't as there. I think their options are outweighing their needs this year, though. Fair? That that is true. I okay. would I would agree with that, and I think that that's a nice uh, that's a nice little piece of leash to have. Yeah, it's not like you've got such a glaring hole this year as they have in the past, where they go, "Oh man, you got to get that." The, if it's up to me, it's a you know it's a winger to play alongside Leon Drysaddle. It could be a third line center, or it could be a defensive upgrade. So those are the three holes that I personally see. But again, nobody's asking for my opinion, even though they should. <laughs> on nationgear.ca, you guys have a couple events coming up. Game day on the 24th and brunch for Ben. Can you give us some details? Yeah, so on the 24th, that is at Greta downtown. We're going to be raising some money for free play for kids. It's a BOA. So why not have a watch party on nice. a Saturday night? Get together, play a little vids, get a little silly. Watch the boys go up against Calgary. It's always a great time when these two teams get together. So that one is raising some money for free play for kids. That's a Saturday night. That's the 24th of February down at Greta. And then on March 2nd, we're also doing the brunch for Ben. That's an afternoon game against Seattle. So we're doing an all ages kind of uh, idea to raise uh, to raise money for the Ben Stelter Foundation. So that one is going to be on March 2nd. Um, the Stelters are going to be there as well. They're coming to hang out with us this year. So we're super excited about that. And it's going to be two great events where we raise a little bit of money for some charities and some worthy causes and get a little silly in the process. We love to do these watch parties. And thankfully, our, our friends at Greta encourage us to do so. So March uh, February 24th, that's the first one. March 2nd is the second one. And both of those tickets are available at nationgear.ca. Mark your calendars. Get your tickets. Oilers Nation, Bag Milk. Thank you for your time. Thank you, fellas. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Congrats. You just lost five IQ points. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.